I love the world these two guys live in. Like, they went to a really nice restaurant. You've seen the pictures of it, right? And Zlatan's wearing like a baseball cap. And Mino is dressed <laughs> like Old Navy outlet store is too good for him. <laughs> Congratulations! You're listening to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Your prize is listening to Three Idiots Talk About Football. Yeah! Woo! We're still on our oddball summer schedule again this week, but we should be back to our usual routine going forward, or maybe not if you like this more. Anyway, I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with Ryan Bailey and Theo Messi as always. Ryan Bailey, I have some questions for you. How are you? What are you wearing? And as I understand, you're still in England. But are you in Wycombe, the great place of Wycombe? I have no idea what place you're referring to, Brooks, but yes, indeed, (laughs) I am in England. Thank you for asking. I'm very well indeed. I'm in the rural county of Somerset, where I believe they got uh, hardwired internet about three weeks ago. They're a little bit behind here, so if I I do cut out, I apologise for that. But I'll tell you what I'm wearing today. You can see this lovely... Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds t-shirt because I've been busy in England. I went to see you 2 play in a big stadium, a stadium where they Ooh. sometimes play, you know, soccer and stuff like that. And Noel Gallagher was supporting and uh, I'm doing it out of solidarity for Noel, solidarity for Man City and solidarity by extension for Kyle Walker and paying far too much for second choice right backs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that shirt looks expensive. Yeah, it was fifty million pounds. Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, nice plus add-ons. Uh, my other question for you was: Okay, so yesterday Ryan and I were on a conference call, and when he came on the call, he introduced himself with a little song. Could you repeat that song for us here today, Ryan? Ryan's here. Ryan's here. Here I am. <laughs> wow! Oh, that's you should wonderful. write a book on on business. I love it. It's wonderful. And business practices: how to advance your career. Any listeners out there, if you're ever going into any kind of conference call at all, just announce your name like that and people will love you forever. Exactly. Guarantee it was it. so professional. It was great. <laughs> it's like, is this a children's show or is this a conference call? This is lovely. You should wait for my jingle when I leave this podcast. <laughs> hey. Theo Messi, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I could do you know, some fuck shit like you always do, Brooks, and... and foreshadow my my dirty tackle with my clothes <laughs> but i'm just gonna keep it but real. you haven't no oh. i'm just gonna keep it real i'm uh i'm wearing this really special rare big baller brand and boy <laughs> london collaboration um <laughs> what? i think like boy london you know the shirt john oh, yeah. was wearing yeah it's a it's a yeah, new yeah. collaboration between uh lamello ball from from the ball family and mino raiola <laughs> they took a little little camping trip to rick rubin's house out in malibu and, and this is the result uh, there's only like five of these made. Um, I can't wow. show you a picture on the internet or anything. It's it's very rare. So exclusive. You're just, yeah, you're yeah. just gonna have to think it's really cool. I'm so out of touch with all this stuff that I can't tell if he's just joking yeah. or not. That was a lot of names. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, definitely big baller brand. Time, Times Boy London. <laughs> oh, Mino season. Okay. Mino season. Mino season. All season. Um. So that kind of ties into what I am wearing. Uh, I am wearing an old uh, Milan shirt. Um, Donnarumma's team that he resigned for after a very uneventful 
uh, transfer saga that nothing happened. Just he signed and it was very boring. Um, no, no drama at all. A lot of gas. Um, but Milan are back. Uh, first of all, I don't know. This is a I don't know what year this shirt is, but it, I think it's either an away shirt or a third. Looking shirt. like 2008 There's, away. Yes, it's like solid black. There's no stripes, so it's not a home shirt. So Milan re-signed Donnarumma. They've got Leonardo Bonucci from Juventus. They've got Lucas Bilia from Lazio. They've spent over 200 million euros this summer already, according to uh, the sometimes reliable Tancredi Palmieri. Um, that's a new club record. They've never done that before. Ooh, new money. They just woke up one morning and they're like, oh, wait, we're Milan. Let's do this big. And they're going for it. I think it was after Berlusconi sold the team and they looked at the bank accounts. They were probably like, yo, let's do this again. Exactly. Awesome. They're saving money in the bunga bunga parties and they're going for players now. It's great. <laughs> All right, let's start things off with our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Who deserved a Dirty Tackle this week, guys? Ryan, let's start with you. Guys, I'm going to go for Roman Abramovich giving Chelsea players each a luxury Hublot watch for winning the league. What? What is wrong with that? That sounds nice. That's wonderful. Why is it wonderful? Explain to me why it's wonderful. Because who wouldn't want a lovely Hublot watch? Hublot, I'm talking to you. Give me some watches. <laughs> okay, yeah, for a bit of clarity here, these are £9,000 of what we're talking about. $12,000 watches here. Very luxury watches. As a little bit of background, Hublot, by the way, they sponsor Man United, I believe. They sponsor Chelsea as well. Do you remember when Diego Maradona at the World Cup wore two watches, one on each wrist? Those bad yes. boys were Hublots. So they got themselves Ooh. very much intertwined into the world of soccer. What I don't like here, guys, is that this is just a marketing exercise for watches. <laughs> this is. Do you think? Do you honestly believe that Roman Abramovich went to the Hublot store and went, "Let's see, can I have mm, yes twenty hours picking them out individuals <laughs> for the players?" <laughs> well, 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 this is another thing, by the way. It says I'm reading this from a Daily Mail article, so you know it's completely accurate. But it says um, <laughs> of this, this is the uh, classic Fusion Forty Five Chelsea Club Hublot watch, which retails for nine thousand pounds. They got the Chelsea lion on the face. There's only two hundred in existence, right? Chelsea have okay. more than 200 players out on loan, so everybody didn't get one. That's completely unfair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, but I don't see a problem with this. Well, it's okay, a little, they, they, yeah, a little whole... marketing exercise, but everybody gets a free watch. It's wonderful. Yeah, give them some more. Give them like an extra stiff. 10 grand exactly. in their in their pocket money instead of giving them a watch. They've written a whole Daily Mail article about this, which has got a three paragraph description about the watch and it's 45 millimeter satin finish polished titanium case with bezel well, powered by caliber blah 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 and i'm not helping because i'm talking about yo. this watch on a podcast as well exactly I was, I was gonna say maybe your issue is more with the daily mail than the chelsea yeah curmudgeon bailey come on you know how these <laughs> things work when you have a daily mail slideshow with five pictures you need to fill it out somehow just to make the, headline pop. the real issue don't here like guys is i really want a hublot watch and uh, i don't have one i'm bitter at the chelsea players Ryan, would you like this more if they interrupted a Premier League match to, to award them to the players in like the 26th minute? I would like it more if John Terry's Guard of Honor was sponsored by Hublot and he sort of had a Hublot <laughs> flag on the back and he's wearing one on each wrist. I'd like that much more, yes. <laughs> Maybe they would have been able to get that substitution off on time if that were the case. <laughs> hey. Yeah, true. Ooh. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt cannon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you're going to buy your players a gift, don't buy a gift from the club sponsors because they gave you them for free. <laughs> Get them a watch from a different brand. Yeah, don't buy gifts that you don't buy. That's good advice. It's philosophical. I like it. But Hublot, we will take some watches, please. Yeah, we'll take watches. We'll take gifts. We don't know Abramovich. Mm. Exactly. 
Compatrions pay with luxury watches, by the way. Yeah, that's like the the nine thousand pound level, I believe you said. <laughs> Once you hit that, we're yeah, we're chilling. Yeah. Donate twenty thousand pounds, and we will give you a uh, Timex watch. Fair deal. Rock three Hublots on my wrist at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll go with my dirty tackle of the week. Uh, sure, go right ahead. Ryan going after watches. I'm going after an even harder target. Butterflies. Down with butterflies. Fucking so butterflies. Plymouth, Argyle, they had a friendly in the Netherlands set up for later this month against uh, Dutch second division club FC Emmen. And it was just canceled because of butterflies. Um, apparently, the match was set to coincide with a butterfly market and a cycling race. That's a big deal in this town. And so... The butterflies the, know how to ride bicycles there? I think it's two separate events. The butterflies oh. can but operate so, a market? <laughs> they can, yes. They run their own market. It's wow. a they can money barter, maker. exchange, they can. exchange they currency for economy goods? and currency. Yes, wow. uh, but so they apparently the police are too busy with these other events, so they canceled the the match. They said no match. Plymouth, they go home. And this is ridiculous. So apparently, a bunch of Plymouth fans already scheduled their trips to the town, and they were all set to go, and it's all canceled now. Uh, Plymouth spokesman says. While we understand the mayor's decision, we are disappointed to have to revise this detail of our Holland visit at this late stage. We're working the officials of FC Emin, who share our disappointment, to see if an alternative venue or date can be accommodated. But this is ridiculous. Butterflies. What the hell? Fuck that butterfly effect. Oh. Yeah, this is a true butterfly effect, ruining a football match. How can this happen? I don't understand. Was it the World Cup where there were butterflies everywhere? Were they butterflies or like moths or something? Was it moths? Oh, yeah, they were like killer that locusts. That was like heroes, right? On, on like Ronaldo's face and shit. That's right. Yeah. 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 That French, was, French that was moths. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful this they time. They were massive, too. But, wow. I mean, come on. A butterfly market and a bike race? You can't have a football match at the same time? This is Plymouth. This is a League One club. It's not like they're having Man United come to town. Yo, that sounds They've only been lit. a League One club for about five minutes, to be fair. Well, still. That's a lot of events for a League One club. It's not fucking Coachella, for God's sakes. Just, just play the football and get on with it. You've clearly never been to the butterfly market in Emmen, Cathio. <laughs> clearly. It's a big deal, okay? Send us there. We'll, we'll do a live show. It's the Netherlands, too. So don't they have bicycle races every other day? Like, isn't that daily life there? They yeah, can't life is a bicycle this? race. Oh, Emmen, get wow, your act together. Deep. What a mess. Damn. Butterflies, All right. take them down. Theo, what is your dirty tackle of the week? Uh... I'm going back to the fashion tip, and maybe I did foreshadow this, even though I said I wasn't going to, um, just because See? it is clothing related. See, you're getting on my wavelength now. Yeah, thanks for putting me on game. Um, I'm going after the Bundesliga two uh, for two reasons. Number one, um, for not being as good as as the Bundesliga one. That's, <laughs> that's okay, just understandable, unacceptable in my, in my Making eyes. Making sense right off the bat. Yes. Um, and number two, for deading what would have been a really nice away kit for the newly promoted side, Holstein Kiel. Uh, they released this nice white shirt with um, a map of their city on it, very subtle. They're fjord. Um, on the front. They're fjord, a map of their fjord and the city. And the Bundesliga 2 rejected it. They also had a really nice, lovely sponsor on there. It, it said Famila, which looks like Familia, which looks like family in this nice rounded font. It was, <laughs> it was very lovely and just like a lovely kit overall. Uh, Bundesliga 2 deaded this um, on account that they said the DFL rated the map not as a design element, but as a picture, which is not allowed to feature on a kit. 
what the fuck does that mean? It's not a picture. It's not like it's not like an oil painting of rolling green hills on the front of <laughs> the shirt, you know, like hanging in a frame. It's it's it is a design element. It's just it's just a map. Um, and even yeah. more insane is that St. Pauli literally has like a Microsoft Paint brick wall <laughs> picture in my mind on the front of their entire kit, and that got passed. So I think yeah, there's a little bit of favoritism up. here. Um, I don't think it's like a secret magical map on the shirt that's gonna like that only they can see, and it's gonna lead them to score more goals. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, so Bundesliga two, dirty tackle for you. You're a bunch of stiffly stiffersons. Hair stiffly stiffersons. I think they call them there. Sure. Hair <laughs> stiffly stiffersons. Yeah, I agree. I mean, come on. So. Holstein Kiel. This is their first time this high up in in the uh, German pyramid. They're they've been in the lower levels like their whole existence. So they make it up to the second division, and they want to mark this occasion with a special kit to mark their region and you know celebrate their pride and as you and do. all that as you do. And the two Bundesliga is like, no, you're not doing that. We're gonna keep things boring. And instead of their fancy map kit, now they're wearing this red, boring, generic crap kit. So it's very sad. I, I don't like it. Yeah, Bundesliga, you get a lot of love for being the fun league, but how about how about this? Let, let, let the boys wear what they want, especially yeah. when they're newly promoted. Let them celebrate. That's nice if you describe Germans as fun, Theo. They don't <laughs> often get that. But uh, I'm, I'm not so sure about this one. I mean, why is it so important to have a map on the front of your shirt? It, to me, it just seems a bit dumb. I mean, it's not important, but it's Well, it's different. just, it's just it's what unique. they wanted to do. It's what they... They like that. I mean, these clubs are forced to make new kits every year. I'm sure some hardworking, underpaid designer put some put some effort into that, mm. and the Bundesliga just shit on it. It's fucked up. Yeah, why not? Just I'm really torn up crying. about it. I, I, I'm getting choked up just talking about it. Guys. I don't know if we can. <laughs> my, my biggest concern here, Theo, is that maybe eighty to ninety percent of what you talk about on this podcast is related to kits. <laughs> He's if you just... look good, you play good, and then you make love good. <laughs> oh. James Brown once said that on CNN. <laughs> wow. Fake news. Was that on Don Lemon? I think the bottom line here is fuck the two Bundesliga and You're... fuck butterflies, basically. Yo, for real. Yeah. Ryan, I don't remember who you went after. The watch company? Watches. No, fuck you, Ryan. No, you don't even get to join it on Yeah, this. watches fuck are cool. We're not going to watch Fuck two Bundesliga. Hublot, hit us up. Watches yeah. on the wrist all day. Wow. So it looks like we're getting some watches, but we're not getting any butterflies or map shirts being sent to us. Well done, guys. Jeez. Oh. And so ends another round of Dirty Tackles of the Week. We interrupt this podcast with breaking news from FIFA headquarters. We go now to DT News correspondent Jeff Skeeves in Zurich. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. We've just received word that purgatory, the intermediate state where souls must endure punishment for their wrongdoings in life, has been awarded hosting duties for the 2026 World Cup. Now, this development comes shortly after the passing of disgraced former FIFA executive Chuck Blazer, who's widely assumed to be the new chairman of Purgatory's bid committee. This is a shocking decision as the joint bid from the United States, Mexico and Canada was considered the favourite to win hosting duties for 2026, but clearly they were no match for Blazers' expertise in appealing to FIFA executives. Mm. Unbelievable, Jeff. Do we know how exactly a World Cup held in a metaphysical state would work? 
We don't, Tom, we don't, but it makes just as much sense as a World Cup held in winter in 120 degree heat in a stadium with air conditioning technology that hasn't been f***ing invented yet. Indeed, Jeff. That's all for now from DT News. We will update you further as this story develops. Thanks, Tom. F*** you all. (laughs) 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 This week's supporter shout-out goes to Chris Gaunt. I have it on good authority that Chris is Mino Rayola's personal hero. Damn. Taught Mino everything he knows Mino. about dominating the transfer market and showing people who's boss. And pretty soon, Chris will have a Dirty Tackle t-shirt that he'll be wearing. So if you go to patreon.com slash tackle and contribute at the $10 level, you can too. Rep the show. Help keep it going at the same time. Again, that's patreon.com slash tackle. There's some other great rewards like access to extra time. We have some mm. cool topics this week we'll talk about later. Good. That's where we're uh, our funniest. So check it out. <laughs> also, if you're already at the $10 level, please respond to the message on Patreon asking for your address and shirt size so we can get you in the first shipment of T-shirts. We didn't get that done. Get your swag up. Get it going. Yeah, also send us um, your mother's maiden name, uh, the bank that you use, and uh, you know, there's a few other details there too. Your, your watch band size for those time axes we got going on. That'll be good. What time is it, guys? It's transfer Transfermageddon time. Transfers in your head. Transfermageddon. Mino Raiola cooking a stew of transactions. Gonna throw the boiling pot in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Trash from the ghetto, guilty tickets and surely isn't worth that much. <laughs> Trash from a garden, mediocre defenders for massive prices. Trash from a garden, Zlatan has huge announcement on the way. <laughs> Trash from a garden, why does Kyle Walker cost 50 million when Bonucci costs a lot less? Trash from a garden, cause he talks like a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that's how you know it is time for some transfer again. Th- things are finally moving in the transfer market here. Uh, I just want to give a special shout out to my boy Mino Raiola because Mino. my guy has been doing some fucking work. Give me a t shirt can for Mino. Okay, so let's. Can I just do, before we get into just transfers in general, can I do like a little Mino recap? Because. Yeah. This guy's been putting in so he, much work. He's been going hard. We need to catch up with Mino. He really needs to, like, you know, to get some love. Mino all here. over my face right now, Theo. So, he, okay, you got it. Here's Unload the Mino season Mio. update. Mino. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Mino season shivers. starts now. Go. Mino seasoning all up in your season salad. Okay, so Mino season. Last week we talked about, so the first act of the transfer window for Mino was to hijack the Romelu Lukaku deal. Move it from Chelsea, where he was widely considered to be going back to, to put him in the Mourinho pipeline over at Manchester United. Pretty yes. boss move. Standard Mino, though. You know, we've, some, we've seen him do this before. This is what he does. Next. Ho-hum Mino move, yeah. Yeah, ho-hum. This is what he does. He, he makes big-ass transfers and tons of money. Okay, next up. The Donnarumma thing, as Brooks has mentioned before. So... Donnarumma, in an interview about a few months ago, said he wants to play for Milan his entire career. He can't see signing anywhere else. Um, that's all a little too easy to go down for Mino. 
No money is made when easy ass comments <laughs> like that are made. So Mino got in his ear and said, hey, let's have a little strop. Let's put a little doubt in the air. Piss off some of the club's uh, most ardent supporters. Um, got this transfer saga going after a few weeks. And guess what? Now there's an 18-year-old goalkeeper, Gianluigi Donnarumma, making six milli a year at the club he actually wanted to stay at. And plus, as an added bonus, Milan actually signed his brother too. They, they brought his older brother back to the club just yes. to make him happy. So, the, so Mino flexing up is like, yo, not only are you going to pay this 18-year-old kid six mil after I already pissed your entire club hierarchy off, now you're going <laughs> to sign his brother Antonio, some dog shit goalkeeper that played in the Greek League last yeah. year, just like, you know, for another 30,000 pounds a week. And, and he also got Gianluigi, that 70 million release clause, so that if he does become half the goalkeeper that people think he will, that'll almost be triggered in the next four years automatically. So, I mean, Mino, out here doing what he does. Mino, you scruffy, overweight genius. <laughs> and he's not done. Not so he done. Goes from, That's just the start. He goes from closing this Donnarumma deal in typical Mino beast fashion. Where does he go? To a Chinese restaurant with Zlatan Ibrahimovic for four <laughs> hours. Where the, where the result is, I'm sure they ate some, some good Chinese food, maybe a little fried noodles, some, some fried rice. Was but, it wings? It had to be wings, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Louis van Hal's still there. Exactly, yeah. He's a busboy there. The most important product of this is the Instagram, which still currently sits top on Zlatan Ibrahimovic's page, of him with his arm around Mino. Mino oh, flipping the bird to the 23 the million followers on Ibrahimovic's Instagram with the caption, the one and only Mino Raiola. That's how Zlatan picture. has proved his big announcement to come. Uh, it seems as if, given the middle fingers, the Chinese food, the city it all took place in, that he will be returning to Manchester United. I, I Let's love just get the world. a round of applause for Mino. Oh, absolutely. I love the world these two guys live in. Like, they went to a really nice restaurant. You've seen the pictures of it, right? And Zlatan's wearing, like, a baseball cap. And Mino is dressed <laughs> like Old Navy outlet store is too good for him. <laughs> yeah. They are in, like, a really fancy restaurant where you and I would probably wear a suit. It's amazing. They can just live like that. They can do whatever Mino, the heck they want. Mino's lifestyle brand is like always on vacation, even though he's always working on the phones. That's how much of a beast he is. He, he rocks that white button down with all the buttons unbuttoned like he's on a beach somewhere, when really he's just flipping people off in a Chinese restaurant in Manchester. And it might I remind you, it's only July 14th. Mino's yeah, only been at this days. for it's a couple weeks, and he's already owned the season completely. Mino well, okay. season runs until September. It's brilliant. Extend the off season. Extend Mino season. There's too many games yeah. as it is. Let the players <laughs> rest. Hang out with their families. Mino season all year. But wait, let's <laughs> let's back this bus up to Zlatan again. So Zlatan, he is teased that he has a huge announcement coming. Huge. So now. The three possibilities, as it stands for Zlatan, you know, he has that opening Chinese restaurant. Yes, well, that's 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 that's, a de- that's definite. That's done deal. So the three possibilities for Zlatan coming back from his from his injury are as follows: return to Man United, because supposedly they might want him back, depending on how the injury goes, how he heals up. Go to LA Galaxy. That's been on the table for like a decade now. Never going to happen. I don't think <laughs> it's been too long. Or return to Milan. With their massive class wow. and complete the Mino synergistic whatever. Mino Mountain. Man. Yeah, Back Mino Mountain Milan. in Milan. Oh, I, think... I love it. Brooks, I think you've left off the most likely option here. What's that? 
I think that Zlatan is going to be the star player on Mina yep. Raiola FC. Yep. You know, like well, yeah. these days we've got hashtag United and all these teams that don't really exist. Mino's got to have his own team now. <laughs> oh, the kids will love I, it. I hope so. That would be fantastic. They'd have all the talent making money. Maybe DT can be the sponsors on Mino's shirts. Maybe we should make yeah. those shirts. We should. That'd be great. Yeah. Mino United. I like it. <laughs> So I think the mirror actually did a um, Mino Raiola eleven versus Jorge Mendez eleven two Whoa. days ago. Sure. Um, See, this is... now that that's a match that should happen in the summer. Forget these summer club tours. I right. want Mino versus Jorge Mendez. Yes. Right. In Miami. Well, as the managers, I don't want to watch them do anything. Mino doesn't run. He, no, not play. I want to see their clients play. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mino's Mino's squad was definitely stronger as it would be. He's, he's the fucking king. Um, yeah, Ryan, I agree. If Ibrahimovic does that move and starts the Mino team as the captain and maybe coach, I'd be impressed. Yep. Brilliant. Like it. What else we got, Theo? Yeah, so outside of Mino just absolutely killing the game, um, give him the Ballon d'Or now just because, you know, I don't, I don't see anyone topping him. <laughs> um, we've got some actual transfers going down. Uh Hamas to Bayern was a big one this week. Um, Hamas, after not getting on with Zidane at Real Madrid and, and being in and out the squad a bunch after his um, fantastic World Cup for Colombia in 2014, um, he's now moved on a two-year loan deal to Bayern Munich um, into Carlo Ancelotti's loving eyebrow. He, he raised it. He, he welcomed him <laughs> in. And now he's going to be pulling the strings in the midfield. Uh, I think it's a good move for him. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does when he's not relegated to the bench so much. Mm. Yeah, when he has a manager that doesn't hate him. <laughs> I think it's possible they just brought him in to put him on the bench anyway. Just just for fun. <laughs> he is yeah, a pretty two years on a different bench. That could be enjoyable. Yeah. You know, new scenery. Just new bench experience for him. Exactly. He can wear a don't... map kit and not play. <laughs> just just don't underestimate the restorative powers of, of Ancelotti's eyebrow. Um, yeah. it, oh, it works yeah. wonders. It's, it's big time. I think this is good for him. I think it's good for Bayern, too, because they get a player with some Champions experience who's, you know, won it recently. And uh, they, they need a little help in Europe, so I think I think that could give him a boost. Just imagine, yeah, though, just imagine if James Rodriguez had gone to Chelsea like was rumoured so long ago. He could have been sitting on that bench with Hublot watches all the way up to his <laughs> armpits. <laughs> exactly. It would be wonderful. Maybe not for the incoming loan players, though. They give so many going out to those 200 players on loan that it might be tough <laughs> to get them for the Hublot had, had to double their production just for Chelsea players alone. <laughs> Danny Alves, he spurned Manchester for Paris. Um, what was that he thinking, guys? Me, by the way. Outrageous. I was blown away by that. I, I think Pep is devastated. He might be crying on the touchline this year. It was kind of shocking in the football sense, but not shocked that any family decided to live in Paris over Manchester. Well, yeah, yeah. there is that. I'm not surprised um, by that. But, I mean, it was a done deal that he was going to Manchester, and then out of nowhere, he's like, nope, I'm going to Paris. I feel like that was just... A devastation for Pep, and he's going to be very sad. I feel like Mrs. Alves might have gotten a copy of uh, the Manchester Evening News and saw the headline and was like, nah, <laughs> not up in here, son. <laughs> We're moving to Paris. But anyways, after missing out on that, Kyle Walker is now official at Man City to take his place. That's $50 million for the English right back from Tottenham. It's that extra special seasoning of $20 million extra just because he's English. Uh, how do you guys think he's going to do over at the Etihad? I think he'll be better than the 60 or 70-year-old fullbacks they have at the moment, but 
<laughs> I don't understand why Spurs would do this. I mean, selling some of your best players for big money to Manchester sides, I thought that was Arsenal's job. <laughs> yeah, this is way too much money for Kyle Walker. This is ridiculous. That's why they did it, I think. So it's just, how do you turn down that much money for Kyle Walker? You can't. Like, think of all the things that they will not spend that on. It's, right. it's, it's and, great. Right, and now there's news that City are closing in as well on Benjamin Mendy to do uh-huh. left side up for another 50. Um, not English, but he's actually good, so so maybe that one's worth it. But this is, um, I mean, th- this Carl Walker deal is really exciting news for Spurs. You remember the last time they got big money for Gareth Bale? They spent that money so well. Do you remember, like, Paulinho? I think he was top goal scorer for a few seasons. <laughs> yeah, this they, just, they awesome. just brought in 10 world beaters. It was amazing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> But think of all the cheese they can buy for that fifty million for their new cheese room and their new mm. stadium. Yeah, it's that gonna glass be... is going to be crystal clear all year long. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, the cheese. <laughs> There's a note here about De Gea to Madrid. Uh, is this a note that I found from last summer, or is this current? No. So this is new. Uh, so apparently, Real Madrid fixed their fax machine, and they're ready to put in a new bid for David De Gea. Uh, do we think this could finally happen? Or will Keylor Navas keep his job? Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't believe goalkeeper transfers should be a part of transfer transfermageddon, unless they're Raiola-led. Oh. You just started oh, off with Donnarumma. Donnarumma. Yeah, what are you talking about? Did you not hear the clause at the end? Unless they are Raiola-led. Because oh, remember, the rules of transfermageddon are as follows. Number one, Mino is in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the other rules. That's the only one that matters. Okay. That's the one with the highest precedent. So if Mino is in charge, you don't need to worry about two and three because he will decide what they are. <laughs> All right. So with that, I think the main part of the show is over. As always, we'll keep it going at extra time. So go to patreon.com tackle to help support the show. We're going to be talking about ways to improve the Gold Cup, Florent Maluda's little dalliance in the, in the Gold Cup, the Stormzy Lukaku mix-up, and some new kits. We've got some big things to talk about here. CONCACAF, use all your money, tune in, become patrons. We'll teach you how to fix the Gold Cup. Extra time, get on it. Thank right you for listening, way. and a big thank you to producer Bobo Martino for again putting in the hours of the weekend to get this bye episode bye. out to you. Hit us up at dirtytackle at gmail.com. On social media, we're at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? At Hublo. That's H-U-B-L-O-T. <laughs> I accept all donations. Watch-based. <laughs> Wonderful. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Ryan J. Bailey. Send all of your John Terry praise to there, please. <laughs> That's J-A-Y, the full word, please. Oh, I love it. Ryan, do you have a little jingle to take us out here? A little goodbye Ryan jingle? Ryan's going to do some stuff that isn't a podcast goodbye. (laughs) I love it. Except that's not true because it's extra time. Get the magic spray out. Put it on your body. Get your muscles relaxed. It's time to go in deep. (laughs) 